Hey there, it's good to be back here with another episode of my podcast. I am Father Roderick, and this is going to be the last show before my own break. I'm going on a short vacation in France, in the north of France. I'm really looking forward to it. And that is very good to recharge my batteries for, well, for the rest of the year. I hope you are also enjoying the summertime, uh, wherever you are on the planet, of course, because uh, in, in, half of you is in, in uh, on this the side of the world where it's actually summer, and then the other half of my listeners is in, in uh, regions of the planet where it's much colder because it's more autumnal or even winter uh, where you live. But I hope that you do get a little bit of a break. I am I'm really looking forward to going on vacation soon. Also, because, and this is something I'm going to talk about in a minute in the new segment, segment um, I, I really want to make a bit of a break between um, the shows that you've been listening to so far, and then I've got some new ideas for the kind of podcast that I want to bring to you after I'm back from vacation. But that is going to be quite challenging for me in terms of preparation, um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having about two weeks to make that break for myself as well. So let's let's waste no more time. Let, let, let me talk a little bit about what I have in mind for the future of the show. Do you know what's going on? This is what's happening in your world. They said Catholics rule. We got Boston, South America, the good part of Ireland, and we're making serious inroads in Mozambique, baby. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Now, for those of you that are, are more recent listeners, um, just a very short recap of how this show came to be and why it is what it is right now. Uh, this, this started when I was studying in Rome, um, and actually the whole concept of this show was, um, was an assignment for my radio exam. I, but, uh, back in the days, I was studying social communications, and I had a radio teacher who worked for Vatican Radio, and so... That's how I actually got into creating audio. Uh, so I have a bit of a, a radio formation background. And for the exam, we had to come up with a program idea. And I came up with this idea of um, uh, making a breakfast show, like a show you, you play early in the morning, and it's supposed to be lighthearted to wake you up, have a bit of news, and have all these different segments. And, and it was very much modeled on radio shows that I would like to listen to in the morning with a little bit of, you know, sprinkled in a bit of faith, a bit of movies, a bit of... Now, anyway, very, probably very familiar if you've been listening to this show for a while. And then that, that was first a daily um, uh, type of podcast, and then I moved it to weekly so I could have a little bit more time to prepare it. And, of course, I started to make a lot of other shows as well. So in order to... Uh, to, <laughs> to keep my sanity, I turned it into a weekly show, and it, the name also changed from Daily Breakfast to, I wanted to kind of keep the, the word break in there, so that, that's how it became the break initially. Then there was another, I think a TV show or another very popular show that, that was also calling itself The Break. And so for a while, uh, the show had no name, it was just Father Roderick. And then ultimately that new show, which was like a huge, big budget, uh, big media conglomerate type of show, st stopped. And so the name became available again, so I switched back to the break. But anyway, the, this is why the show is, in its core, very eclectic. It's a bit of, of everything. And lately you may have noticed um, that the show also gets longer and longer and longer because I... 
I always have stuff to talk about. There's uh, always a lot going on. There, I have a huge, wide variety of interests. Um, but this also has a, a downside, and that it is, um, it, it's that uh, the show becomes a bit of everything, but also, a, what is it? It's very hard for me to define what the show is about. And of course, since there is a lot of, competition out there although i don't really see it as competition i just do my thing but there, there there are so many more podcasts than when i started to do this show what is it 17 years ago um i think it is time to um kind of rethink a little bit the approach and as always um when you want to go back to your to 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 your uh, your roots that's where you usually find new ideas on if you want to make changes and so um, I was thinking, kind of like, what was my initial goal with with a sh- this show? It was to be able to connect with an audience that not necessarily wanted to listen to a priest. I was very well aware that most listeners that I had back in the days were not parishioners. They didn't, didn't go to church, but they just had very similar interests uh, uh, that I had, like like Star Wars and science fiction and, and stories and whatnot. And then I... I I came up with this idea, well, what if I create like a bit of a sandwich formula? I have, uh, I talk about movies, TV shows, and then I talk about faith. I answer, you know, questions about these peculiar Catholics. And then we'll just move on to video games. And, you know, it's, it's a, it felt like that was a balanced way to mix in a bit of my faith. But it was still a sandwich formula in the sense that every single piece of the, every ingredient, you could say, was still its own thing. Um, it wasn't really unified. And this, I think, is why it was so difficult for me to, to, to make it kind of part of the overall thing that I'm trying to accomplish in media. Um, as you know, one of my passions is these creating these, telling these stories. For, for me, everything I do has to do with storytelling. This is also why I like to start this particular show with um, just what's going on in my life, just telling you what's new. And sometimes I will have gone to um, a Star Wars celebration and I will tell that story. Um, but on the whole, this the show is still these different layers that in itself don't really have much to do with one another. Whereas in storytelling, I always try to integrate everything. A good example is uh, my other podcast, The Walk, where the story itself is nothing special. It's just me going on a walk. But that has a beginning and a middle part and an end. Beginning is, hey, let's go for a walk. The middle part is, let's talk while I'm walking. And the end is, oh, I'm almost home or I have completely no idea where I am. I'm completely lost. So, But I'm going to end the show here. (laughs) And during The Walk... I integrate both my own personal experience um, as well as my, my faith from time to time, but, but not in a forced way, not in a kind of sandwich way. It's just, you know, I, I share how my faith helps me to sometimes see clearer uh, or to decide what to do. Um, it guides me, but the walk is also very often about, just about discernment or about, my, you know, my own struggles and how I try to surmount it. So it's not necessarily, the faith is much more, it's not like its own segment 
but it's it's just part of who I am, and so that transpires in the stories that I that I tell, um, and 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 I felt like that that this is where I believe that this this particular show can really grow into something a bit more coherent. The other thing that I feel is missing in what I've done so far is the storytelling cohesion. It's like I love telling stories, and my homilies, I, as you know, I, I always um, celebrate Mass in, in one of the parish locations here. Um, my homilies have really turned into basically um, storytelling. Because I know from experience that that is what people love to listen to. I can just do a whole theoretical um, explanation of scripture and give some theology. But if I begin my homily with, you know, this last time I, I was in France and we were out there uh, because we needed some French cheese and I bump into this guy and he looks very disheveled. Turns out that it's actually the pastor of the local parish. This has not happened. But you see how you're already in, in you're already engaged. You're, you want to know about this guy and why is this this local parish priest uh, looking so disheveled? I have no idea because this didn't really happen. But it's just an example to 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 show you how how incredible irresistible a story is. And I'm thinking I would I love to do this. This is also why I love to make these television programs because I could tell stories and I could show the story. I didn't really have to to explain everything, but I could just take people with me on these on these adventures. I've done this also in the past when I started podcasting with a show called The Catholic Insider, where I would do that just with audio. I would just take people with me on, on an exploration of wherever I was on vacation, and it was a lot of fun to make. But with this show, I never really got there because I also really care for... Uh, the, the movies, the TV shows, and uh, you know, popular culture. And so, how can I reconcile all, all these different ideas? And how can I bring what I already do to the next level? Well, this is where I thought, not only do I have to go back to why do I make this show? It's to connect with lots of people that you know are are not going to listen to a homily, and but but I I really would like to engage with whoever is my my listener whether they're catholic or not whether they go to church or not because i'm a fellow geek um but then this go so that was the initial idea behind this show this, the other thing is you can also look forward where do i want to be you know what's my ideal show and then go back and so what does that mean for the way i I, I do this show and how I prepare it and how I communicate this. And, and so I, I did this, this other exercise late, uh, this past week where I tried to visualize what would be my ultimate podcast. What is the best show I can bring you? And I'm a, 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 an avid podcast listener myself. So I have a few models, a few shows that I don't miss because I really cannot resist the type of format. And incidentally, all these favorite podcasts of mine have a storytelling slant. And not always just pure storytelling, but they do tend to have this storytelling format. Uh, an example, for for instance, is the, is the Daily, uh, which is this, um, I think it's the New York Times, and they do this weekly show 
And it always begins with a bit of a story, with a bit of, of background, especially during the weekends. They have uh, more investigative journalism. And I'm always mesmerized how they make sometimes even dry news type of stories, much less newsy and much more like, let me take you into this world that you may not be familiar with. And so it's a... Uh, I love the focus. Each episode is about one topic and it explores it and it has a very clear beginning and a middle part and an end. It's got some music and at the, at the end of the show, I'm always like, wow, I really learned something. Another example are, uh, is a genre that you may be familiar with. It's a true crime podcast. I love those. I don't always listen to them, but every once in a while I get hooked on a show and it's this story about whatever criminal that is on the loose and they tell the story on how that got started. And in the, uh, a very similar genre is the kind of like history podcast where someone, usually an expert, uh, takes you to you know this event. Usually it's recent history. So right now I'm listening to a fascinating podcast which talks about the the rise and fall of Ain't It Cool News with Harry Knowles. Now, Ain't It Cool News, for old geeks, you know what I'm talking about. It was this kind of drudge report type of mega site uh, where they would break all sorts of news um, about the movies and about uh, very geeky movies. It was usually about superhero movies, about Star Wars, science fiction stuff. And the site was run by a guy called Harry Knowles. Um, and he was maybe the most famous um, geek on the internet in the 90s. This is all kind of leading up to um, the, the, the uh, what is it, uh, the, the Star Wars prequels, for instance. He covered a lot of that. And, and it became the go-to site for a lot of geeks like me who wanted to know a bit about the movies that were in production because this was way before YouTube and TikTok and social media. Uh, so it was just that, that website. And, and this, this podcast tells the whole story because that, that um, what we didn't know as geeks was that uh, uh, there was actually a lot going on behind the scenes of that, of that website. And ultimately, Harry Knowles got very controversial because of allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. And so the whole thing crashed. And I never really heard of that story. I never knew it. So what I like about this, this particular podcast is it, it tells you, it takes you, you know, in various episodes through, you know, this is how that, that website came about. This is how it functioned. These are the people he interviews, people that were actually working on, on the website. They all had pseudonyms except for Harry Knowles. So he does these interviews and we get a little bit of more insight in, in those 90s and I was there so for me it's like very personal like wow I remember those days I remember the names I had no idea that all this was also uh, going on in the background and then ultimately it also talks about the downfall of Harry Knowles and all the the trouble that he got in and uh, ultimately also Im impacted the website so anyway it's just an example of, the, of a type of show that gets me really engaged and I was thinking that, for me, would be so cool to be able to talk about uh, geeky topics, but to tell a story in the same way I tell I do my homilies, where it's always a story. And I always go, go back to, I start with something that, that I remember or something that I witnessed or um, experienced. And 
at the end of my story, it always comes back, but then I do an assessment. So what, in, and in the middle, it's all about exploring how can faith illuminate this? How can it shine a light on all this? And, and you get that interaction between our day-to-day current personal experiences and the experiences of, of, the, uh, of the people in the stories that we read in the Bible and the stories throughout church history. And um, the more I get better at doing that in my homilies, the more actually I desire to do that also in my, in my podcast. Now, the walk has a very specific format. It doesn't lend itself very much to, to storytelling. Um, I've also, I'm thinking about maybe doing from time to time these kind of Catholic uh, um, audio documentaries, the way I used to do when I still had the Catholic Insider show. But none of them really do what ultimately is my my big ideal, and that is to talk, uh, to tell stories that take place in the realm of geeks and and fantasy and and science fiction and Star Wars. And I've struggled so much about how do I do this, and I was, as you know, I've been thinking about maybe doing a documentary channel, and then, and I was overcomplicating it. And then just these past few weeks that, you know, things are slowing down. I had some more time to think. And all of a sudden it just clicked. And I was like, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the core of what I've always included in this show. Since the very beginning, I'm talking about 17 years ago, like in 2005 when I started podcasting. Um, I, I'm going to take the movie and TV topics. I'm going to take my faith, you know, the, the questions that I answer and that. And then I'm going to take my personal stories. That is, those are the three pillars that have always been part of my show. But I'm going to blend them into one story per week. And that story will have, of course, it's not just going to be this very long, because I, I already hear some of you, but well, what about, you know, the technology? I like it when you talk about tech. I like your book reviews. It's, me too. And I'm absolutely going to continue to talk about that. But I'm thinking, you know what? The, the, the big issue right now with this particular podcast, it, it is too eclectic. It doesn't have a focus. It's a bit like, um, so I'm, I'm currently watching Star Wars Rebels, the final season. So Star Wars Re- Rebels is an animated uh, Star Wars show that ran a couple of years ago. But the main characters are also going to play a very important role in the Ahsoka television series that is just around the corner in two weeks from now that will premiere. And so I've been kind of finishing the Star Wars Rebels show in order to be up to date when Ahsoka starts. And I remember that in the first season, I almost gave up on that show because it was so filled with, um, with non-consequence, non-consequential episodes it was a lot of filler and there were a few things that were okay but the first season it was most of it you could just skip and it wouldn't really matter that much but in the second season the show started to change in the third it went in overdrive in the fourth i was like i'm sitting on the edge of my seat what has changed it got focused they got rid of the fluff they got rid of all these you know stories that they will they just made because they had to fill. They felt that initially, I think that was a children's show. So they had these 
silly episodes where really and Clone Wars same thing in the beginning there was there were so many filler episodes but the more the the story got focused the more it kept you like wanting to to know what hap- would happen the next week the more I think okay this is how it works this is how you get people hooked on on a story and so that is how I'm thinking right now about what I would like to do is to Take the, the, the three main ingredients that have always been part of this show, but then blend them into this, this story. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll give some examples later on. And then I'm going to move all the kind of like little tidbits that have over time started to be added to the big pile of topics that I talk about. I'm going to move that to, to my patron uh, uh, feed. So I, have, I do this for the walk as well. So I have one topic and it's it's I make sure that it is well focused and I do a little bit of preparation so it, it's got a beginning and a middle part and an end and so for the those of you that are just subscribed to the the public show it is a full show you don't have the idea of like it's not like oh but if you really want to know what happened then you have to be a patron I don't want that I want Everyone who listens to my public podcast, you have the feeling that this is this is the show. This is what you want to listen to. And then the, there's a bit of extra stuff that I do. I record as a thank you for, for my patrons. And so I'm doing that already for the walk. And I also would like to do that for this show. So to give you my, like my best efforts in terms of storytelling, um, and that's going to be the new show. And then I'll continue to talk about all the geeky stuff. And what I would, what I also wanted to do is to make that available to all my patrons because there are different tiers. And it's like, no, I don't care uh, at what tier people are supporting me. I just, this is just for all my patrons. And it's, you know, a lot of that stuff will also be um, kind of part of my streams and everything. So hopefully that will. Um, have the effect that for the main show, I can put much more thought behind it. I can create a much better story. So example, how, how do you have to picture this? Okay, so f- f- uh, for instance, uh, after my summer break, one of the stories that I would like to tell is about how Star Trek, not Star Wars, but how Star Trek has really changed my life on a very profound level. And it all started at my first fantasy fair. Not my fantasy fair, but the first fantasy fair in the Netherlands that I went to. Which for me was a such a novel thing. And I was very apprehensive. Because I, I, I had no experience with, you know, cosplay or anything. And I remember that first day that I was walking around there. I was so uncomfortable. I felt so out of place. I didn't have a costume. I was like... And and then all these people were so, like, different from the people that I knew in my life. So I, I didn't dare to engage with anyone. I felt so out of place, and I almost left. I was like, "Oh, this is too 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 much," you know. Um, and that all changed when I walked into a talk by someone who is now actually a very good friend, but back then I didn't know her at all. And she was filling in for someone else who was going to give a talk, but couldn't make it at the very last moment. So she just stepped in and started talking about Star Trek because she said, I can always talk about Star Trek. Um, And she started to explain what makes Star Trek so special and also 
why Star Trek is so important. So she talked about the ideals of Roddenberry and how he looked at the future of mankind and how Star Trek is all about hope, but also... She explained it's also very much about how exploration is not just helping you to better intellectually understand the universe. But in Star Trek, exploration is always about meeting new species, about meeting other people that you live with in the same galaxy, but they may be so different from you. And there's always the temptation of adversity, of like, oh, I'm afraid of you, so let's just shoot first and ask questions later. But Star Trek is ultimately always about discovering that the other person or alien or whatever has something also that motivates them and that you can learn from. And it's all about this very high ideal of getting, getting along without really having to become the other uh, you know or having to change the other person it's the, what i think what i love so much about strange new worlds is it's it's about discovering that these strange new worlds are only strange because you don't know them yet and that talk really changed my whole mindset during that weekend and i remember i went back the next day almost as if i was part of an away team that was beamed down to that strange fantasy festival. And my job was there to just make first contact and to explore and get to know people and ask questions. And that second day was so different from the first and it, it, it changed my mindset forever. This is also how I try to look at everything that surrounds me. Instead of being fearful, it's like, oh, this is, they feel so threatening because this is not part of my culture or my faith or my world. I'm not supposed to be here. Instead, I'm, I'm much more approaching everything and everyone with the mindset of a, almost a missionary. I, I go out, and a missionary is not going to do Bible thumping on day one. No, let's first learn the language of these people. Let's first see what they need and help them. And then via osmosis, let's also share what is important to us, their stories, but also my stories and my faith. And, and then ultimately, hopefully, that will all make us better and it will all help us. So, um, and, and, and what I'm doing in my shows on YouTube, on TikTok, here in these podcasts, is exactly that. I'm trying to reach out. Um, I'm trying to explore the, the geek culture, uh, but with a very open mind. I hope that's always something that you, that you re well, recognize. That, that, that this, this show, I, that's, that's what makes my life so interesting. It, it's always looking around and learning from other people's stories and then adding my story also to their experience. So that's just one example. But So how would I tell this story in the form of a podcast? Well, I'm thinking I could just begin like I would do uh, in, in any story that I tell. I want to intrigue you. So phase one is always... I need to capture your interest. I need to get you hooked on TikTok. This is how what I learned on TikTok. The first five to ten seconds has to hook you, because otherwise people will swipe on to the next video. Well, with a podcast, of course, that is not maybe not as urgent to do that in the first five seconds. But I want to begin with a story that is like the opening of Star Wars. The first image that we see after the opening crawl, what is it? It's the big star destroyer shooting at that tiny little rebel ship and you're immediately what the heck is going on here Wh and then you see darth vader and you're like what you have no idea what's going on especially if you go back in time and 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 nobody has heard about star wars and this is the first thing 
uh, you see in that movie. And then the rest of the movie, you're like, I need to know. Who is this dar- dark guy? What's the, what's the deal with these the Empire? What about these rebels? And ultimately, I think Star Wars A New Hope succeeds in telling an amazing story about hope, about you know this David and Goliath story, and um, and and it, it it is you know from minute one to the last minute of the of the movie you're engaged. Or this is why this story is still so loved by millions all over the planet. Now I don't, of course, think that my stories will <laughs> capture an audience of millions, but I do believe that if I approach the show like this, starting with a story, and then of course every story after the hook also has a beginning where you know, it's its own thing. And then you have a middle part and you have an ending and uh, and maybe a conclusion and a teaser for the next story that I'm going to tell. So this already creates a very good format for a podcast. I, I always ha- work, work with these small segments. Now, this segment is, is going on for far too long, but I felt I needed to take a bit of extra time to, to share these ideas with you. But normally after, a, 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 I don't know, six minutes, I would press a jingle button and we would go on to the next topic. So if I have this this storytelling format, it does create these different moments. And the way I can get you from one segment of of the story to the next one is by using audio, by using the footage that I record when I'm on a uh, a Star Wars celebration, for instance, or when I'm on vacation and something happens and it's like, oh, wow, I can integrate this in in a story. So by integrating these audio clips, and this is why, uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a challenge at first for me to get into this new modus operandi, how, you know, this new kind of way of working. I'm going to have to include some of that audio from the video footage that I have and then make sure that it, you know, that I know how I'm going to tell the story so I can find these, these little audio fragments. And then... How am I going to include the things that you are very familiar with when it comes to this podcast? You know, movies and TV shows, a peculiar bunch, books, uh, personal stories. Well, it's, it's quite simple. The first part of the story is this personal experience. And this can be something that happened a long time ago. It can also be something very recent, just last week. And then the second part is much more like what I do with the the movie reviews where I go more in depth and I try to analyze and sometimes also explain. Um, but I don't want to do this just as like, here's my commentary on the last uh, episode of Star Wars or whatever, because I cannot really talk about spoilers. Um, and not everyone really has seen everything that I that I see. And I want this to be interesting for everyone. Even if you're totally not into Star Wars, I still want you to get something out of each show. So I feel like, well, I can mine these uh, the world of movies and TV shows for things that can help me to change me or to, I don't know, change my mindset. Just like I explained with this example of Star Trek, how... Actually, Star Trek, and I could illustrate that with some episodes of, for instance, Strange New Worlds, that really spoke to me because it also has to do with this changing mindset and going from fear to an open mind and discovery, etc. And then the final part can be, uh, and and in, of course in the personal part and in the 
analysis, you can also bring in faith elements. You know, this this there's always a a, a link with faith, and uh, and then I can shed my light as a priest on how do I perceive these stories. And then the final part, that can always be about. So, how can the how did this change me? How does it? How you know what? What is the takeaway? It can be kind of like a conclusion, more a bit of a meditation on the story that I just shared. So anyway, I, it's still a bit in flux. I I do have some more to uh, to share about this, but ultimately I'll, I'll probably um, add something to this show for my patrons where I uh, give a little bit more um, kind of my theological thinking behind uh, these these upcoming changes. Um, because I, I I still want to go on to the movies and TV segment, um, but uh, what was I saying? So this is this is why um, I wanted to to share this with you, so that next time uh, you hear this show, it's not going to be like, wait a minute, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I want. What? Why did this all change? I want to make sure that you are part of this process. But I hope that you uh, understand that you trust me that the, the, the changes that I'm thinking of all have to do with bringing what, what you love about this show to the next level, to make it better, to make it more engaging. Um, and hopefully, but ultimately, we'll have to see, this can also be a reason for new people to subscribe and for people to discover these stories. Um, so anyway, that, that's that's about it. I know it was long, hopefully not too long, but um, I, I want you to be part of this process. And as always, of course, especially for my patrons, if you have feedback, uh, you know how to reach me. We also had the same discussion with uh, the changes for the walk. Uh, but my main concern is always I want to keep giving to you as a listener what you want me to give you. This is this is not just about me having all these wacky ideas. No, it's, I, I want to constantly challenge myself to do an even better job to share my life and my passion and my fascination for for movies and tv shows and all the rest with you but in 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 the best way possible how do you not like movies they're predictable like the guy gets the girl and that kid sees dead people and darth vader is luke's father not liking movies is like not liking puppies they're fine i just get bored and never make it to the end you know you need a movie education you need a movication i'm gonna give it to you all right i already talked a little bit uh in the previous segment about what i wanted to talk about here in the movie tv segment uh and that is um star wars rebels so i'm watching the fourth season now this is i'm in the final stretch to get ready for Ahsoka. So I'll probably have to watch a few more of these episodes when I'm in France. Hopefully they'll have internet there. Uh, I'm actually not sure if our cottage has Wi-Fi. Oh, well, I have a, a very big data bundle, so I'll just uh, I'll just watch it on my phone. Um, but I love it. It is so good. That final season is so Star Wars. Like the first season of Rebels, it was all over the place, and it didn't feel like a, a serious Star Wars story. But now here, here we are in, in, in four and you've got Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh my gosh, he is so awesome. And then you've got everything is in jeopardy, like the whole dynamic of this family because the, the, the team of Star Wars Rebels um, is, 
they in the beginning in the first season they don't know each other very well and they all go through their story arcs and they grow towards each other they also challenge each other some of them actually Ezra who's supposed to be the main character he's actually like a, a Luke Skywalker but then making all the wrong turns he actually at one point accepts Darth Maul as his teacher he rejects his his current uh, Jedi uh, uh, teacher Kanan because Maul is like, oh, I I have a much faster way. And, you know, so every time that Luke would say, no, I'm not going to turn to the dark side, Ezra is, sure, why not? Let's give it a try. <laughs> so I really like that that contrast between what they do in Rebels and what they did in with, with Luke Skywalker's story. Um, but then ultimately, uh, this fourth season really brings it back to what I think is always the core of Star Wars, and that is the value of family. Yes, there may be an easier and quicker way to uh, accomplish your your goals, but if you have if the price you pay is losing your family, then it's not worth it. And that is, I think, a very important lesson that this particular story arc in Star Wars really conveys and brings to a young audience. And um, this, the events of Star Wars Rebels are going to lead straight into Ahsoka. You don't have to watch Rebels because they'll probably just give you a little bit, a bit of a kind of a primer. Maybe even didn't they do that for the Mandalorian as well this year, where you just had like a couple of minutes and they just recap whatever you need to know to uh, to get this story. But of course, it's going to be so much more impactful if you've already gone through that journey with uh, with the main characters of Star Wars Rebels. So I'm I'm really eager to see what they have in store for us. There's going to be a two uh, two episode premiere, and it's going to be when I'm still on vacation. I will still be in France, so that's less ideal. Um, I'll take my laptop with me and maybe with headphones. I don't think the other three priests that will join me are into Star Wars, so I'm not going to uh, to force them to watch this, but. That evening, I'm not going anywhere. I'll just be sitting there and, and watching this. Um, and then when I get back, of course, one of these new episodes of this uh, podcast will be about about Ahsoka and about there's. I already actually have a theme that I want to talk about in one of the trailers that they played. Maybe I do have it open here. I can play it for you. It focuses on a very central theme in Star Wars that I actually have a lot. Um, a lot of connection with, and it is, um, it's it's the master-apprentice dynamic. In my life, of course, I've had a lot of teachers, a lot of priests that played an important role, teachers that made me who I am right now as a priest, and that really impacted my mindset and my attitude. And apparently, according to this trailer, this is also going to be one of the themes, probably not the central theme, but one of the ma- major themes in Ahsoka. So let's, let's take a quick listen to the audio of this um, uh, of this this teaser trailer that they posted a while ago. This is about a week old. It's called Masters and Apprentices. Always two there are, no more, no less. A master and an apprentice. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. You will be tempted by the dark side of the Force. One must destroy in order to create. Master. It's been a while. Things have changed. 
Sometimes we have to do what's right. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Buckle up. Never be afraid of who you are. Pass on what you have learned. We have what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. Ahsoka, two-episode premiere streaming August 23rd on Disney+. Plus. I love, love, love this particular theme. And I... I think there is a very important story to tell there because Master Apprentices, they're all throughout Star Wars. You will find this dynamic, both on the light side, but also on the dark side. Remember, Vader also had his apprentice try to, at least in, in one of the video games he had, and he tried to turn Luke into his apprentice. Uh, of course, the Emperor had, had, had lured Anakin into his, uh, into his web of lies. Uh, but then you also see the price that you have to pay if you don't have the right master. So it's there is a question of how do you discern what what is a, a reliable master. Um, this, this really resonated with me so much that I immediately thought of of a story that I can tell about that, where I can integrate this this thematic and hopefully in the first few episodes of Ahsoka that will already be um, a kind of part of the story. So um, the story that I want to tell hopefully also has a bit of relevance, kind of a bit of a topical aspect to it. Um, but wonderful, wonderful uh, theme. And, well, as I said, you'll have to probably wait for that particular episode of the, of the podcast to see why I th- that resonates so much with me. There, there's so many lessons that I've learned in my life about, first of all, being an app- apprentice, but then I'm now at an age where, I'm actually also sometimes in a role of a master or a teacher. And so that both these, it, it, it takes a lot to be a good apprentice. It also takes a lot, of course, it's a huge responsibility to be a teacher, to be, a, a, or to have mastery over things because I'm, I'm, I, I'm challenged to pass it on, but I need to do that in, in, a, in a good way. And it's not just knowledge. It's also by the example that you show and the way you live your life. That is... Usually, I'm already kind of (laughs) talking about everything I wanted to bring into that story. But what I've learned most about my teachers is not what they taught. It is how they live their lives. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about Star Trek. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I just today watched the episode finale of season two of Strange New Worlds. And it made me... I'm so in awe of what they did. It made me even more a fan than I already was. For me, this is the summit... Of, of Star Trek. I don't think that there's ever been a Star Trek series as good as Strange New Worlds. Now, of course, um, not everyone agrees with me, but I feel like th- this is so much better than I thought they could pull off, especially after the more or less disappointing Discovery uh, television series. Something has changed, and this is the kind of storytelling that I think will... Uh, will bring Star Trek to to an, a new generation, and I, I think Strange New Worlds will be beloved for decades to come. Um, this this final uh, episode, the the episode that preceded it, was also genius. I don't think I've already discussed it here on the show, but it was a musical episode. Now, this is in a long standing tradition that started, I think, with with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Buffy was a, a series about a young girl in school, in high school, but she was actually also a vampire slayer. And so uh, it, it's a mix between like her day-to-day school stuff and friendships and love interests. And then by night, she has to plunge wooden stakes through the hearts of all sorts of monsters and, and, and vampires. And so uh, in, in one of the seasons, they did a musical episode where every, everything is sung. It's, it's just like a, a Broadway musical. And there have been other shows that have done the same. And when I heard that Star Trek Strange New World was going to do this, I at first was very apprehensive. Like that, I, I love musicals, don't get me wrong. I love Star Trek. But that sounds so cheesy. How could they possibly justify that? I mean, what if you were watching, I don't know, an episode of The Mandalorian and it would be a musical episode and all of a sudden it starts with a song where the, the, the Mandalorian takes off his helmet and is like, uh, good morning, Coruscant. <laughs> that's, that's not going to fly. Um, but they did such a good job explaining how this crew all of a sudden start singing and why that still makes sense of course it's a, a done a little bit in a uh like a techno babble explanation but at least they really put some effort in explaining why this happens and actually it becomes part of the story because not everybody wants to be singing all the time because it, it turns out that that singing is also helping the crew members to express themselves in a way that they would never do verbally i'm thinking that is so smart Sometimes our feelings, even faith, can be so beyond what you can express in words that you need art. That is why we have painters. That is why we have composers. Um, art, poetry, literature, it's, it's, we have these tools to express things that we cannot express in just intellectual discourse. But I thought it was beautiful, again, a beautiful message. Um, and at the same time, I love the songs. It's, uh, the whole al album is uh, available on uh, the various music platforms. And I've been having the soundtrack of that particular episode on repeat. In, in, in the, when I watch the episode, it's like not every song works for me because it's very much kind of the, the current trend in, when it comes to musicals. Um, uh, but it's just because I'm kind of old-fashioned and I like the older, older... I'm just old. <laughs> so I like old stuff. But uh, it's growing on me and I really... Now I'm singing along with a lot of these songs. It is brilliant. So I, I kind of didn't know how they would follow up uh, a, a very fun, almost prestige episode like the musical episode with a finale, a season's finale. But boy, did they do a good job. They really amp up the the tension, the stakes, and they introduce an old and new enemy. You know, one of the classic fights in the original Star Trek series is between Kirk and the, the Gorn. There's this, this guy in a suit. And it's not very convincing, <laughs> to say the least. Well, they did have the courage to go back to the Gorn, reintroduce them as a villain here, but they did upgrade the whole the whole way these these creatures are um are visualized and i think that f i'm okay with that just as you don't want the the enterprise to have the same kind of bridge that that, that it had in the 60s you do also renew certain things even though it it kind of formally breaks canon um 
but I think what, what they did is to just take this important alien race from canon and just present it in a new way. And I am totally fine with it because actually the way in which the Goran are presented in this episode finale uh, is so superior to what they could do in the 60s. So, yeah, I'm all for it. It, it. it does break canon a little bit, but it does it in such a great way. Plus, we get introduced to another crew member that we know from the original series. I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it is glorious and is so cool. I hope that that actor will have a recurring role in the next season. And uh, one final word of warning, if you haven't seen the episode yet, it ends with a massive cliffhanger. And it's like, no! <laughs> I want to see the next episode! But we have to wait, not just a year, but probably because of the writer strike and the actor strike, we may have to wait two years to see what happens next. It's just too much. Oh, my gosh. But how I felt about this cliffhanger and, and my desperation was also kind of the other side of the medal of a fantastic final episode and an amazing season. So, again... Uh, if you haven't seen this yet and, and you are a Star Trek fan, don't miss out on this. Please, please, please find a way to watch these episodes because it's the best Star Trek that I know. Um, all right, that's all I wanted to share with you in the movie TV segment. Let's very quickly move over to The Peculiar Bunch. <laughs> Catholics rock! Now, for years here on The Peculiar Bunch, I've always uh, tried to answer your questions about these strange Catholics and their even stranger habits. Catholics can be a peculiar bunch. No meat on Friday. No meat? What do they eat? Light bulbs? And, of course, I um, continue, I'm going to continue doing that and, and tell you everything you always wanted to know about Catholics, but you were just afraid to ask. Man... You guys got more crazy rules than Blockbuster Video. The only thing is, and you probably already saw this coming, this particular jingle and this particular segment would be, a, 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 as they say in German, a Fremdkörper, so a strange alien body in the context of a narrative podcast. So I'm going to integrate my faith into the story that I tell as a part of the story, and I'm going to move the Q&A type of stuff to the Patreon feed because that's actually also where I get most questions. It is in the faith section of, of the Discord server. Um, so and, and maybe also every once in a while I can go on a live stream and do a live Q&A. So I'm not giving up on answering faith questions. It's just that in the, in the, in, in the narrative show, this, this wouldn't really work. Now, another, another thing that I've been thinking of is, um, in fact... No, I have to correct myself. This, yes, maybe the occasional Q&A stuff will go to the Patreon feed. But I was thinking, you know what? I already have a feed where I would talk about faith and, and um, popular culture. And it was called The Gospel for Geeks. It still is called The Gospel of Geeks. Now, this was initially just an extra service for people that... Um, this, was, this started in the pandemic. Uh, when a lot of people couldn't go to their local churches. And so I was streaming mass for about a year and a half from from this room, actually. I had a small altar here where I now have all my equipment, and I would stream that every Sunday. 
Um, and in my homilies, I would always start with uh, a, a movie or a, a, an episode of Star Wars or whatever. And then I would connect that to the gospel and then try to explain see if I could explain the gospel through the story and and vice versa. Maybe the, the, the Bible could shed some lights on the stories that we love. Um, and, but a lot of people um, weren't able to, to, to watch the live stream or maybe it was too much. You know, not everybody wants to sit in front of a computer for an hour and watch a mass. Um, but the homily was always something that people seemed to appreciate. So uh, we... we um, uh, we captured the audio of that particular homily and I would just post those in a feed or Inga would do that actually uh, for the community. Um, and so you would just have a feed with with that. And I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe that is, maybe I can still bring this, you know, faith segment to um, a public audience and not put it behind, you know, the Patreon, uh, the Patreon niche. Um, if I, for instance, would record every week uh, a short commentary on the Bible readings of the next Sunday. So, as you may know, the Catholic Church has this reading schedule, and every week, this is a three-year schedule, and over three years you go through the major uh, Gospels and also a whole lot of very important Old Testament stories. And so, um, I was thinking, I, I I can probably, uh, some Protestant churches also use that same uh, schedule because it's, I think, very well done and it, it, it really helps you to, uh, to read the Bible um, on a weekly basis. So I was thinking, well, that for me is not too hard to sit down and to record just some geeky thoughts about the gospel. This is what I always do. I have to prepare my homily anyway. And my brain being this big association machine, it's not going to be too much work to come up with some parallels between the Bible readings and um, uh, and and, and uh, the, the the movies and TV shows that I watch, or maybe even video games. So I was thinking, well, you know what, this is, and then I would just post that in the Gospel for Geeks feed. So it would still be, if you're a, a patron, you would still get the, the the break or the whole the whole show because you know I'm just going to record it in one go. Uh, but for those of you that are not patrons or don't want to become patrons, that's that's fine. It's uh, totally understandable. Um, you would still have access to the peculiar bunch segment through by means of the Gospel for Geeks feed. So I'm still kind of because that also have to integrate that into my routine. But that's what I'm uh, hoping to do also after my vacation. And um, there's one thing I want to um, to share with you today, and that is how. How do I approach the Bible? Um, because there are very different ways in which you can read the Bible, you know, just as a history book. But it's not very reliable history, as you know, because a lot of the Bible stories didn't really occur literally as they were written down. These are stories. And oftentimes they were written down decades, if not centuries, after the historical facts that formed the basis of those stories. But in the meantime, a lot of a lot of context has changed. A lot of uh, reasons to tell the story in a certain way have changed. So for even with the Gospels that are very recent Bible stories, of course, uh, relatively recent, um, there's a huge difference, for instance, between John and Matthew. Matthew writes for a Jewish audience or an audience of uh, early Christians that came from a Jewish background. 
And you can see that in the way he structures his gospel. And in, in the sometimes also in the way he, he narrates, he, he recounts certain events of the life of Christ. John is more of a theologian. He takes a step back and wants to tell an even bigger story. Mark and Luke are much more factual. And Mark especially is just almost like, okay, let me think back and, okay, this is what happened and then this happened and this. So it's more chronological. It's... Uh, it's closer kind of to the original events. But so my, for me, that's never been a problem because every interaction with Scripture is always a negotiation to a certain extent. You read the Bible, but you never read it as is. When you read the story, it resonates with you. You can relate to it or not. And that depends on, on your story, on your life. And so in the Catholic tradition of reading Scripture... There's always been this effort to go beyond just the literal sense of the text. You, Of course, you begin with, okay, what do we read and what did it mean back then? But then you, you start to discern the context. So what was the context in which this story was actually passed on? What was the context in the life of Jesus in his time? What is the context of the tradition throughout history. How have people read this story over the centuries? How are we reading this today? How does this relate to my story? And so sometimes, because my story is very different from the story of generations before me, I will sometimes maybe focus on one particular thing that really speaks to me, which may not actually be the main focus of or the original intent of the writer of the gospel back then. But I believe that in the Catholic tradition of reading scripture, it is legitimate to also re- rediscover and read it through certain glasses uh, and f- from a certain perspective that may not have been the original perspective of the, of the gospel writers. But that is not a problem. That's what we always have done, and to a certain extent, even the Bible writers do that. Um, in, in, instead, I even think that that enhances our understanding of Scripture because all these layers, it's like I've often uh, likened it to an interpretation of a classical piece of music. If you would only play it as is, just the notes, it's not music. So every interpreter, a pianist or a conductor will add uh, his or her own interpretation to the music and it will... It, it's not betraying the original music, it is enhancing it. And it, 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 that this is how the music will continue to be played over time. And every composer, um, every, uh, I would say, every uh, conductor can add new layers and can make the music say something that maybe originally was never in, in the original performance. Um, so anyway, this is how I would like to, this is also what legitimizes my kind of geeky uh spectacles or or glasses when I'm looking at these gospel stories and these Bible stories. I think that likening it to popular stories that we're very familiar with can sometimes give a new entrance into the understanding of what this text has to tell us today. And as long as you are aware that every reading of the Bible is an interpretation, is a negotiation with the original text, I don't think there is a problem with that. This is what the church has always done and will continue to do um, because well, that, that's why the Bible is so special. It can speak to any time 
any place on earth, any generation. Maybe even if one day we will discover other alien races, we can we can tell them our stories. You know, from the, the there there once was this planet a long time ago in a galaxy far far away from your planet, and there was this guy named Jesus. Let me talk about it. Let me tell you about him. <laughs> I don't think I'll see the day when that happens, but anyway, it's just a so that this is this is kind of what I hope to do uh, very very soon. All right, very quick uh, wrap up, and then um, I'm going to record a final few minutes for my patrons um, about um, uh, what's next after the summer holiday. So um, let me just end with the technology segment here. We are on the cutting edge of technology. Wow. Well, what does that mean? Let's plug it in. It's going to say, hey, I see you plugged in a new device. And it's going to load in the appropriate drivers. You'll notice that this scanner built... Whoa. Well, all your technology stuff it just ends in disaster. But there is one more thing. Yeah, the, the one more thing has to do with my vacation. Uh, there's always one piece of, of technology that I want to take with me. Last year, I took way too much with me. I had my iPad, my phone, or multiple phones even, and uh, uh, my l- uh, laptop, iPad, iPhone, recorders, cameras, like half of my luggage was equipment. This year, I just want to take one more thing in addition to my socks and my underwear and my other clothes <laughs> don't worry <laughs> and of course what is it going to be well i think that this year it's going to be my ipad because uh, that is what i use for almost everything um but i next year i'm almost certain it's going to be my iphone uh, i've been waiting a year for the next iphone uh, the iPhone 15, you may remember uh, me talking about the iPhone 14 and how much I was impressed by especially the camera abilities. Um, so one of my uh, patrons has already uh, uh, made a donation so I can actually get the phone that I need. Um, but I, I, I said I was going to wait for the iPhone 15 because of the USB-C port since I think this is going to be probably my main camera for a lot of the stories that I want to film. Um, data transfer via USB-C is way faster than through the lightning cable, and speed is important when you have to to edit a lot. So uh, this is the one thing that I didn't want to, uh, uh, that I didn't like about the iPhone 14, but this year it's going to have USB-C, um, and I'm ready for a new phone. I'm, I'm very happy with the iPhone 10 that uh, another listener has uh, has uh, sent me. Um, th- that was wonderful to already kind of move uh, back from Android to the uh, Apple uh, sphere. But um, as you may know, the cameras on the iPhone 10 are really old, really, really old, and I wouldn't be able to use them for uh, for anything professional. Uh, but that is probably going to change with the iPhone 15. So, uh, but the, of course, an iPhone is way more than a phone. For me, it's also my book. Um, so I'm going to read uh, a number of books during my vacation. Uh, but I always listen to audiobooks. I love audiobooks. So I'm going to read um, the Red Rising trilogy. I already read the first book. So it's about this um, colony on Mars uh, of people that are oppressed because they work underground, but they they think that up on the surface of the planet, it's all still uninhabitable. But in fact, 
it is completely colonized and perfectly fine there, but the rich are not telling the poor because they are being exploited. And then one of these guys infiltrates into the high societies of this upper world on Mars trying to 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 make things right and so the whole red rising trilogy is about that um about that plight i've read the first book um and and then stopped uh so i want to finish the trilogy now uh, there is another trilogy after this one and i think the last book just came out recently so there was a lot there was a lot of news about red rising i'm thinking oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm just going to listen to those audiobooks um and then, of course, the phone is also great for gaming, especially what I love about the, both the, uh, the phone and my iPad is I can, I can still play Xbox games because I have the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And you can play video games on a browser because Xbox does all the, or Microsoft does all the computing. So this is how I play a lot of games. I don't even install them on my hard drive anymore. I just play them in the cloud, and it works really well. You obviously need to have a bit of a good connection, but uh, with uh, so that this is going to be the big test. Will I be able to play some of my Xbox games while I'm on vacation in France? I will let you know after the holidays how that went. So uh, speaking of of video games, just two I want to mention really. Briefly, I don't know if they're available for all platforms, but I had a ton of fun playing Arcade Paradise, which is basically you having to take over the laundry shop of your dad, and then gradually, this takes place in the 80s, I think, you gradually turn it into a profitable arcade, video game arcade. But the thing is, it's in 3D, first-person perspective, and you actually get to install all these arcade games, and all of the machines are spoofs of existing games. I've had so much fun playing all these games that I remember from my, my youth. As I said, I am super old. So I remember playing these games in uh, in the real arcades, and this this game was, was transporting me back to my younger years. It was a ton of fun. And I'm also hooked on a silly little kind of bits, uh, what is it, like 8-bits type of game called Vampire Survivors, which is a bit like Gauntlet. Do you remember that game? Um, so you're surrounded by all sorts of of, of um, vampires and zombies, and and, and you are um, a warrior or a mage, and you have to. At first, you don't have any powers, and then gradually, you have to you have to survive the hordes, and you get strong. It's a very silly game, man. So addictive, I can't stop playing. It's actually so addictive that it's dangerous. The game itself works like as if you've been bitten by a vampire, and then you just want more more <laughs> and with that let me wrap up this uh, this final episode of the break as you know it in fact i'm super excited about uh, uh, the, the the new style of this show you don't have to do anything by the way just keep subscribed to this feed and um and then um when i'm back from vacation in a week or two or three um i will start this new phase in my podcasting endeavors and i will work really really hard to make sure that it is that it is everything you you want <laughs> and if you want more well you know how, how you can get access to the space so patrons please stick around because after the final jingle when the piano man is done i'll uh, i'll talk a little bit more uh, specifically to you but if you want to join my patreon community and if you like what I do and you want to help me continue to do this, um, 
then join the Patreon community. It's patreon.com slash fatherroderick. And um, it's a fun, fun community. I love hanging out on Discord. And uh, it is one of the things I can't always do in a weekly show. Uh, is immediately react to, for instance, the season finale of Star Trek. But on the Discord server, we always gather there whenever we've got something cool or like a new video game or someone bought. This is how I got a Steam Deck. It's like all my fellow patrons who are like raving about it. And uh, so it's a fun place to be. You can be there too. Just go to patreon.com slash Father Roderick. God bless. <laughs>